And here we are, live again. Today is Monday, the 30th of January, 2023. Here's the thing. Where the heck did one twelfth of this year just go? And that is what will happen, people. This this year will race by faster than anybody can ever imagine. So stack those sats, really important. Build that strong Bitcoin hand by following shows like this, really important. Okay, as always, if you're new to the channel, important you check out this down here. Whoops, can't get it. A disclaimer, you're not going to get any type of Bitcoin predictions or uh, charts or TA on this channel. So if that's what you come here for, you're going to have to go somewhere else. Okay. Check out ukbitcoinmaster.com. There's close to 500 videos over there uh, that I've been doing live streaming since 2018. Check out bitcoininterviews.com where there are, I think, around 80 interviews, including the recent one from last week with uh, Troy Cross from the Bitcoin uh, Policy Institute. He was talking about mining and everything. If you haven't seen that, go back and watch last Thursday's. I think it was absolutely brilliant. Um, I've got a new mic. So again, I'm asking for a couple of people out there. It all looks like it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. But I guess I'm asking, is it coming out loud and clear? Is it over the top? Is it quiet? Uh, pop something in the chat. I would greatly appreciate that. And then finally, you know the name of the game on this channel. Not your keys, not your coins. I don't know how many more times I need to say that before people wake up and get the message. Does it have to be when they lose their coins because they think their exchange is okay? There are no exchanges that are okay because if it's on an exchange, they hold the key, not you. It is their Bitcoin, not yours. So get it off exchanges. I cannot stress that um, enough. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so um, let's see who we've got with us. I will say one thing. What's surprising me is um, I've been live streaming for four years and I have never known it so quiet in my chat. And I don't know whether it's me, my content, whether it, I mean, there seems a lot of apathy out there, even though you know, the fear and greed index is looking good right now. And more and more people are interested in uh, Bitcoin, Googling Bitcoin. I guess my question is, where the hell is everyone? Is it something I'm doing or not doing or doing wrong? Because I want to know that because it's great that I've got you regulars in the chat, you know, and I thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for your ongoing uh, and unwavering support. I do. But why aren't the numbers coming in growing? I don't get it. So let me shout out to the ones who have joined us. Um, Bitcoin Meister, um, the guy that taught me everything I know, um, did uh, pound the like button earlier and put something in the chat. Uh, I don't know whether he's with us live. Uh, John G is in the house. Welcome, John Yorkie Bitcoiner. Uh, Joe Rotniak, welcome, Joseph. Diamond Hand Dude, good morning to you uh, as well in California. Love that one. Elaine, Mrs. UK, my lovely wife. Welcome, sweetheart. Um, Chaz Oid is in the house. Damon Williams, what's up, Brian? Everything's great, Damon. Thanks for joining us. Stacking Richie is in the house. Welcome, everyone, people. Um, if the people are not in the chat, then I feel they're, they're missing some bullish Bitcoin signal. So it's their call. My job is to run these shows twice a week 
and literally leave them out on YouTube so others can find them. Vinny Rondo, welcome. Good to see you in the house. As always, Vinny, and thank you for your uh, um, unwavering support. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to go over to the desktop and let's see what we've got going on over here. Very quickly, if I may, well, we'll look at the charts first. Um, this is the year-to-date chart, so looking pretty healthy, isn't it? Now, um, what I want to draw your attention to is how many, not the price, we're just a shade over 23K, but what you get for your money. So, I remember a month or two ago, you could get 6,000 Satoshis for a dollar. Now it's 4,322. That's what happens as the price creeps up. You get less and less Bitcoin for your money. So here's my top tip. If we all feel <clears throat> the bull market's around the corner or we're recovering and we're starting an upward trend over time, then you're going to get less sats for your money. So get in and stack those sats. Again, I can't say that uh, strong enough. So that is really all I want to cover um, on this one. Let me just get rid of that widget, if I may. Uh, a quick shout out to Matthew Underhill. He's a British guy uh, that wrote this book, The Bitcoin Book. It's on Amazon. Uh, I've read it. I've got it. It's a great book for a noob, a noob. So I would encourage you to check that out on Amazon if you haven't already uh, and give Matthew a little bit of love. I'm sure he would appreciate uh, that. Also, my good friend <clears throat> down in Australia, he is still trying to sell his asset portfolio. Now, this is a very important portfolio because it has got the domain names btctothemoon.com and bitcointothemoon.com. Big deals. I wouldn't give him 11 Bitcoin for it, even though he's a friend. But a whale might if they knew that Bitcoin to the moon.com was for sale. Why? Look at the strap line below. It says Bitcoin to the moon is the common cry and dream of Bitcoiners throughout the world. I bet Sailor would take that one. I bet you he would. Okay. If you want to drop the show a tip, there you go. There's some SATS addresses. You don't have to, um, but people have reached out and said, how can we leave you a tip? If you want to buy me a cup of coffee, you can do that too with Crappy Fiat. And thank you to all of those today that have donated a cup of coffee, two cups of coffee, three cups of coffee. Thank you. It is appreciated, even though it is not a necessity. Um, and finally, <clears throat> all the links that used to be in the show notes under this video are now on this Linktree page. So in the show notes, you will find the Linktree link where you can go and check out all the platforms that these videos go out on. There are other links down there as well. So do check those out. Okay, so enough of the desktop for a moment. Okay, so the theme of the show, the thumbnail was all about how Bitcoin will transform the world. And that's a big statement, is it not? But what I've got to do is back that up with something. Now, how can I back that up with anything when I'm a regular pleb from the UK who for over 20 years of his life drove big juggernaut trucks for a living? Uh, I've got no background in finance, don't understand charts, technical analysis or anything. So what credibility have I got to tell you lot 
or any of you watching in the future why you should buy some Bitcoin. So I always bring short video clips to lend credibility to what I'm trying to say to you because I watch all these videos and I look for clips that I feel that I could use in the show and then discuss with you all. And today is no different. Peter Connor, welcome. Good to see uh, you in the house. So today we are going to hear from somebody who is a major venture capitalist. This guy bought a whole bunch of Bitcoin on sale from the Mt. Gox uh, debacle back in 2014. He is a big Bitcoin bull. And when I put the picture up, I'm sure many of you that are in the space will know who he is. But his name is Tim Draper. And he is extremely bullish on Bitcoin hitting a quarter of a million dollars, I believe, by the end of next year. Now, again, that's a price prediction that I don't make. And if he wants to make those crazy predictions and maybe have egg on his face, that's his call. But that's what he's saying. But what I want to do is run the video clip where he talks about all of the industries, whoops, hang on, I've lost my nose, all of the industries that the internet transformed. Now, they didn't transform them overnight. They trans The internet industries were transformed by the internet over 25 years. And how he talks about in this first segment, how they were all massive industries, but Bitcoin's potential is even bigger, even greater. So don't take my word from it uh, for it. Listen to Tim Draper himself. So the, the internet transformed communications, information, gaming, entertainment, media, taxis, hotels. And those are all pretty big industries. They're big, they're, they have a big influence and all that. But um, Bitcoin has the potential. Bitcoin with the blockchain, the smart contracts, the, the uh, uh, eventually DAOs, uh, have the potential to transform the biggest industries in the world. Mm. Uh, that's all of commerce, finance. Uh, it doesn't just stop with currency. It's, uh, you're going to see major changes in real estate as companies like Proppy all of a sudden um, uh, are the place you go for your title. Mm -hmm. So you probably wouldn't need title insurance anymore. Mm -hmm. um, insurance is going to go through major changes. Mm -hmm. And what is government but a lot of insurance policies. And so um, I think government's going to go through major transformation. Mm -hmm. In fact, If you think about this, and you got a little bit of vision about you, just understand how Bitcoin will very slowly seep into the arteries of the global system. And he's talking about it all there. And if you get that, then you'll understand why Bitcoin. You'll understand why when Greg Foss says Bitcoin taking 5% of all the global money, that's being conservative, and I like that. That will give us a $2 million Bitcoin, currently 23000 Okay, so is that a good investment? And they're talking about the end of this decade. But just think how much more it can infiltrate the world of everything that this guy is talking about here. 
I'd say 80% of government is probably insurance. It's your health care insurance, your workman's comp, your uh, welfare, your unemployment, unemployment insurance, the pension, so, social security, social pension. security, all that stuff. Um, that probably does make up about 80%. And so all of that <clears throat> with the Bitcoin economy could be virtual. <clears throat> and various governments could compete for your service to provide better service for you. Can you see how he's referring to the fact, and, and I've heard this on many podcasts, that ultimately government will be there to serve the people. Because if they don't, then they will literally disappear. In fact, they may disappear anyway. I don't have a magic wand. I don't know what's going to happen. But his point is, look how the internet killed certain industries and other industries rose. And if you didn't move with the times, if you didn't jump on the train, then you simply got left behind. And I feel that so passionately that if you, whoever you are watching me right now, if you don't get on the train, you are most definitely going to be left behind. Because I think I don't have a magic wand. It's not a price prediction. But I think this is going to be way bigger than anyone can even imagine. But of course, it's like watching paint dry. It's not happening tomorrow or next week or next month or even next year. This is going to play out over the rest of this decade, all of the next decade, the 2030s. You know, maybe it will come sooner. But if you actually factor in that it may take the same amount of time as the internet did to get where it is today, okay, and you look at 25 years, we're already 14 years old. That's only another 11 years. And all the podcasts that I watch and all the clever people that I watch say that because Bitcoin runs on the rails of the internet, this thing is going to happen way faster than the internet did. So when you listen to all of this, none of us really know exactly what is going to happen and when it's going to happen. But I watched a podcast this morning and I picked up something and they said, these traders that tried to buy it, time the bottom and buy in, time the top and sell out, what they end up doing is I can't remember who said it, but there was something like 30 days in, I believe, or was it nine days in 2017, where if you were out of your position, i.e. you'd sold your Bitcoin, you missed like 80% of your gains. Don't quote me exactly on that. But for me, that just says as somebody that, you know, doesn't know how to trade, doesn't want to try, You've just got to buy it and hold it and keep your skin in the game 365 days of the year through five years, through 10 years, and keep topping up wherever you possibly can. Santiago Acosta, welcome to you. Uh, he says, Bitcoin will conquer the world. Uh, do you know what? I agree. But when we talk to people out there, don't they think we're absolutely mad when we say that? But way to go. I am with you totally. Okay, this next clip from Tim Draper. He says, now Pomp asks him how he feels the transition will take place. Is it going to be messy, wars, etc., etc.? And he talks about how the transfer from the fiat world to a Bitcoin world 
might and is already taking place. He says it's actually happening. But the great countries with great leaders, and I think of um, Naib Bukele, <coughs> excuse me, the president of El Salvador, uh, for one, definitely, that embrace Bitcoin will be the countries of the future. And the weak leaders, the leaders that feel they need to control it, well, they'll just take us to war. And we're already seeing that right now. Why the heck is America involved in what's going on in Ukraine? Because the war machine detracts the population away from the crap that's going on in the White House and Biden and everything else. And it brings in billions and billions and billions into their coffers. So understand why they do it. But it's going to be fascinating to see how the whole thing plays out. Let's hear it from Tim Draper's words, not mine. When we switch from, let's call it a fiat-based world to a Bitcoin-based world, however that happens um, or whenever that happens, is it a peaceful transfer or do you worry that there's like conflict and, and as we've seen over the centuries and, and even thousands of years, whenever global reserve currencies change hands and things like that, it usually hasn't been very peaceful. How do, how do you kind of think through that? And um, obviously there's an investment case for an asset, but then there's also like you have a family. You're a human, right? Like, like there's things that like you don't want to see suffering in the world, bad right. things. So how do you think this plays out? It is playing out. And I, th I, I would argue that we were all pretty much at peace while the Internet was booming because that was all about communications and being better, um, you know, doing business with each other mm -hmm. and building a supply chain throughout the world. And everybody was benefiting from that. And that was unprecedented at how um, how much more productive people were during that time and how many people got brought out of poverty mm -hmm. during that time. Agreed. And then Bitcoin came along. Mm -hmm. And the great countries, the great leaders are the ones who have embraced Bitcoin. The weak leaders are the ones who are saying, no, we've got to control things. And all of a sudden, they use that as an excuse or whatever to show their true colors, which is I need to control everybody. When you have a control-based gov government, they go to war because it's a single person. It's a weak person. It's somebody who gets everybody to do exactly what they want them to do. And those people also want the rest of the world to do what they want to do. And they um, and so they'll attack if they're not doing what they want to do. So I'd argue it's already happening. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised if there were more wars happening. And then when all the wars are done, um, that'll be the time when we all kind of hold hands. The borders start to drop. The businesses start doing doing work across borders again. Uh, the supply chain reopens up around the world. We don't have to say us against them. Mm -hmm. And we're all better off. You know what? I just really hope that it is a peaceful transition uh, because, again, you know, Pomp said and he said, you know, we've all got families, you know, but there's going to be this transition. How that looks, um, I don't have a clue. What the heck would I know? Here's what I do know. If Tim Draper is that bullish on how Bitcoin's going to infill and ultimately infiltrate and ultimately change the world, then please don't tell me he's alone. Please don't even be silly enough to think 
he's alone or there's a handful of people out there that are alone. Because I believe that there are going to be many players like him that are stacking sats, but they're keeping that under the radar. And it's a just-in-case stacking sats. They don't want egg on their face. If because they haven't taken the time, you know, the proof of work to understand why Bitcoin is unique, why it is so, so special, why Bitcoin not crypto, because they don't and won't take the time, they get a position, a 2%, 5% position, but they keep it under their belt in case it goes wrong, in case they get egg on their face. And of course, you know, when the whole thing comes right and Bitcoin will use the word moons, then they'll tell everybody how clever they were and how they got in early. You know, if you believe Bitcoin is, in quotes, going to the moon, get out there and sing that from the rafters to get more people on this train. Because I'm telling you now, in my opinion, and it's just an opinion, Bitcoin is that train that is already leaving the station, you've got a last chance saloon to jump onto that, in quotes, train while it is still affordable to get yourself a decent chunk of Bitcoin. Because if we're looking at sats right now, you know, we're at 23,136, 4,322 sats. You know, all of a sudden, imagine when this thing 5Xs, and it will, and you're down to under a 1,000 sats for your dollar or, you know, 100,000 sats for $10 instead of, you know, maybe, you know, half a million sats or, or, or however that's going to look. I, I'm just flabbergasted. Most, most people are not getting this. They're not getting that... As the price of Bitcoin goes up, their sats they get goes down, which means the price of Bitcoin and its value is going up. And yet they'd rather put their crappy fiat into the next trinkety thing that they don't really need. I'll give an example. All we hear is, oh, I've got a new big screen television. We've had our big screen 50-inch television for I would say 15 years, 12, 15 years, when they first came out, we've still got it. It isn't a smart television with all your apps all over it, but it is functional. It works. I am not prepared to spend £800 on another TV when mine's working fine because I'm in Bitcoin and because I know what that, that 800 could be worth if I buy sats and hold them throughout this decade, if that makes sense. And the only reason you, whoever you are, will go and buy that TV or go and buy that new car. My car is a lovely Mercedes three-liter petrol, very juicy, but it's 16 years old and it's in like brand new condition because I don't do many miles in it. But I could have easily changed it and decided to put that into Bitcoin instead, instead in 2018 and keep what I've got and keep running that because I really don't want to go and put my money into something that will depreciate over time when I can put my money into something that will appreciate. Okay, rant over. Back over to the desktop. I found some tweets as always. Let me get my cursor working. Here's one uh, from Bitcoin Archive. I don't know why that's come up as follow, because I am definitely following Archie. So a bit confused about that one. But he said, 
Bitcoin could be a key to saving the environment. This is a bullish article about Bitcoin in City AM, a free business paper popular with commuters in London. Thank you to everybody doing the hard work of Bitcoin advocacy to new audiences. Whether that is City AM, whether that is my show, uh, whether it is BCC Benny's show, Swan Bitcoin, Simply Bitcoin and Nico, um, Natalie Brunel, Greg Fosk, Preston Pish, Larry Lepard, James Lavish, they're all out there. Breedlove, um, Troy Cross that I had on last week, Killing the Energy FUD. We're all trying to do our own individual little bit to help this adoption move forward. And you, watching or listening now, can do your own little bit. You don't need to run a podcast. You don't need to have stress like I do with my lighting 10 minutes before I'm due to go live, as I keep getting for some reason. You just need to share the content that you absorb with others so they can absorb it. We can get more eyeballs on this type of content to stop those innocents going down the crap coin route and getting totally wrecked. That was not supposed to happen. Let me move that over again. So do your little bit, people. I implore you. Documenting Bitcoin. Breaking. This is a week old now, but it doesn't matter. Bitcoin mining is now one of the most sustainable industries in the world, according to a new research data from the BMC. Look at this. 58. That's a British. That's a Bitcoin Mining Council, a group of big miners, sailor, they get together and they analyze this, turn it inside down, out, out, upside down. 58.9% is sustainable energy to mine Bitcoin. You see, Bitcoin miners go where the energy costs are cheap or flared gas or hydro from dams or wherever it might be, because you can't transport energy very far. So when the grid's at full capacity, and I'm talking to those that don't know this yet, they run grids at full capacity. So if there's a big football or soccer match on, and at half time we all go and click our kettles on, there is enough electricity for the demand. But then when the demand drops, the, all the excess energy goes to waste. And these grids are selling that energy for pennies, for cents to miners to mine Bitcoin with. And when you dig into this and understand it, it is truly, truly fascinating. Um, it really is. Aimstone, if you are not following this dude on YouTube, you've got to. He's, I don't know, sounds possibly Italian or Spanish, but he runs short 10, 12, 15-minute videos, and they are so good, people. Follow him. Aimstone on YouTube. He's awesome. People don't trust this Bitcoin pump because of recency bias. That is because what's been happening recently, they don't trust the pump and they think it's a, a, a false uh, bull flag and we're going to crash and go down again. We may do that. But the point is, if you, whoever you are, believe that Bitcoin can hit 100 grand or a million, whether it goes down to 15K, 10K, or 23K or 30K, are you really bothered what you pay for it? Buy it now, just in case we don't see this thing go down uh, anymore. That would be my advice. Bitcoin Carl 
tweeted, if you can hodl your Bitcoin through this next global recession, you'll be one of the richest people on the planet. I really believe that. But will you hodl through the tough times? I've hodled for almost six years now, and I fully intend to hodl for another six. What are you doing? And then Dan Held, he always comes out with some really good stuff. People say that Bitcoiners that got in early were lucky and didn't have to work for it. That is BS. Hodling is really hard. I'll just say that. Who else from the mainstream financial world could hodle onto an asset that swings up 10 to 40x and then down 80% four times already in its history? I have. You just buy it, you hodle, you learn to understand the cycles, and then you know that it will always rebound, just like we always say it will. You know what happens? People dip their toe into the water. They buy some Bitcoin because their friend or family member encourages them to. They do no research whatsoever. And the minute the price tanks, they think, oh, my goodness, I need to get out before I lose all of my money. When the thing that I've learned, and I want to pass on to you guys, is this. The people that make fortunes, they run into the burning building when 99.9% .9 of people are running out of it, i.e. people that make fortunes on the stock market are buying stocks at pennies on the dollar when everybody else is trying to get out because the market's crashing. That's how fortunes are made. And in terms of Bitcoin, and I'm in this for my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, I'm in this to leave a legacy for mine and my lovely wife's family so that if the totalitarianism world that seems to be galloping towards us with central bank digital currencies does happen, then they've got an opt-out with freedom money that is Bitcoin, that nobody can control, that governments can't confiscate, that you can take it through borders with some words stored in your head and move to a more friendly jurisdiction. That's why I'm in Bitcoin, because it has the ability to change families' lives and create generational wealth. And that is not to be sniffed at. My quote from Henry Ford. Uh, oh, sorry, I made that too transparent. You cannot build a reputation on what you are going to do. Here's my take. Nike said it best. Just do it. Don't procrastinate. Don't put it off till tomorrow, whether that's getting your coins off exchanges, whether that's starting up your dollar cost averaging process with your exchange of choice, whatever it is, don't put it off till tomorrow. Start now. Because the procrastinator is the person that keeps putting it off until tomorrow. And you know what? The t tomorrow is the, no, today is the tomorrow we were promised yesterday. And tomorrow never comes. Live for today, do it today, and don't wait. Um, Ellerslie, welcome. Good to see you in the house. Smash the like. People, we've got more people viewing than there are likes. So let me ask you all, please, if you haven't done so already, please like this video. And as we pull the show to an end, here's what I want you to do. Retweet this if you're on Twitter. Share it on whatever social media platforms you're on. 
If you're on those other crazy platforms that I'm not on, I don't know what you can do on TikTok, but you know what I mean. Pick up the link to this video if you feel it was worthy and put it out and put a message saying you should be following this because Bitcoin's going to change the world. That is how all of us doing that can actually make a difference one by one. One person can't make a difference, but a million people sending a link out to five people, now you have exponential growth. So I encourage you, I ask you to do that. I ask you when the show is over, refresh your browser, go back into the show, click in the comments under the video and leave a comment, good or bad. It's not for any other reason than the more comments are there, the more the algorithm keeps it relevant on YouTube for more people to find it. So I implore you all, please do that. The one last thing I would say before we move to end the show, here we are again, not your keys, not your coins. Uncle Hodler, welcome. Get your key, your coins off an exchange. Learn how to move them to a hardware wallet. There are loads out there. My wallet of choice that I do consultations on um, is um, Trezor. Trezor has got a great interface. Um, it now has a, a native program so that you set up your own Trezor suite. You don't go to a browser where so many people, including my dear friend, Pastor Phil from Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, had 14.2 Bitcoin stolen. If you're new to the channel, go back in the archives 18 months or so and find the interviews that I did with Rocky Palumbo and Pastor Phil and look at how we persisted and persisted to get Phil all of his Bitcoin back because for two years we plugged his cause and then ultimately a whale who will remain private um, or anonymous donated 13.9 Bitcoin to that lovely guy, Pastor Phil Volman, and we got him his Bitcoin back. And that was because he was in a browser and now they have a native program that you load onto your computer so you're not necessary in a browser. Of course, you can take it a step further and uh, set up an Electron wallet so that you can lock certain um, addresses so you can't send from them, etc. We could go down a whole rabbit hole, but the point I'm making is I do consultations on Trezors. Anybody that wants one, you can go to my um uh, my social media link tree. There's a link there if you want a consultation. Again, I don't really want to do any, but they're there if anybody does want one. So not your keys, not your coins. People, that is it. There's nothing else. Uh, no guest on Thursday. So come and join me at six o'clock UK time for another bullish Bitcoin show on the bullish Bitcoin channel. Uh, I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin master. As always, I'm going to sign off. I'm going to leave you with my social media links. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you. I appreciate it. But come and join us on YouTube so you can put faces to names and you can put images to some of the tweets that I talk about, so on and so forth. Either way, thank you as always for all of your support. I'm out of here. Have a great week. I'll catch you all on Thursday.